Good evening. We're doing another makeup class because I was uh, been a little bit out of commission for the past couple of days. Last night we discussed the kingship and how the the monarchy is supposed to work in Israel, and we focused and we pointed out how the the real focus is on restrictions and not rights. Unlike in other societies in which the king or the monarch has extra rights, and is uh, is by, by right of God given extra powers over people the king in Israel is more like a civil, a civil servant in the truest sense of the word and has nothing but extra restrictions and extra responsibilities which points, which points to the fact that the Torah has a true deep appreciation for the corruptibility of man through power the Torah says that, uh, that the, the concern with the king is that his heart would become haughty over his brethren. And instead of having him become haughty, the Torah wants him to remain humble. For that reason, he must write his own Sefer Torah. And that, talking about the king, we then turn to the Navi, uh, and who was the last of the leadership personalities that we spoke about in Parsha Shofetim. And the Navi, uh, we discussed how a Navi is, pr- is proven to be true. What are, if whatever they say comes true, then they are true. The Chachamim explained that it's only referring to good things. If good things they say come true, then, it's, then you know that the Navi is uh, telling the truth. But if a Navi predicts something bad is going to happen and it does not happen, you can chalk it up to the people doing Teshuvah. Because bad decrees that are given by Borei Olam do not always come to pass. That said, uh, that was the conclusion of the Navi. And then we also spoke about the potential for a false Navi to come. And we said that the reason the Torah knows that a false Navi would, be, uh, would, would potentially come about is because there is so much room for, uh, for being, becoming corrupt and for abusing power through claiming that you are Navi, that it's obvious that people would, in fact, use the opportunity to gain power, which we do see happens quite a lot in history. Uh, so, so the Torah warns against the false Navi and their potentially false promises. We then concluded the section of the, of the parasha that talks about the leadership uh, entities in Israel and we move to other laws that are going to apply to Am Israel once they enter the land of Israel. The next law we discuss in chapter 19 is the law of the uh, cities of refuge. Now we've seen the law of the cities of refuge before but we saw them in the end of Sefer Bemidbar, at the end of the book of Bemidbar. In Devarim, because B'nai Israel are about to enter the land, we're going to see, we're going to see that the, the, the same way that cities of refuge needed to be established on the eastern side of the Jordan River, and they were, uh, when at the end, we'll see at the end of the Torah, Moshe is going to establish those at the, on the eastern side of the Jordan River. Cities of refuge are going to be needed on the western side of the Jordan River as well, meaning in Israel proper. And the point is to limit the amount of unnecessary bloodshed that is in Israel, because through these cities of refuge, uh, kill, honor killings would be would be uh, stopped. Uh, there was culturally in those times there was obviously a tendency for the same way we have gangs today, where if one gang kills another member of another gang, the gang feels a, a almost an obligation to kill another person from the first gang's group, just to, to make up for the loss of blood, and then you could have a vicious cycle of bloodshed. So the Torah does not want that to happen, and it instead gives an opportunity for the person who killed by accident to run to a city of refuge. Now, if a person were to run to a city of refuge and he, were to, he was a premeditated killer, meaning a killer that was killing on purpose, 
then the city of refuge does not work and the courts are allowed to reach for him and bring him back and have him killed. But for the person who does indeed uh, kill by accident, the person can go to the city of refuge and there they would find uh, security. That is a topic of chapter 19. When you destroy the nations that Hashem is, is giving you their land and you possess their land, you shall separate three cities for yourselves. Prepare the way, make sure the roads are clean and divide it into three sections so that the cities are all equidistant from Israel, meaning you should have three central cities where people who live at any location within Israel are able to reach that city pretty comfortably. Now the Torah is going to describe in, in Pasuk 4 the kind of person who would benefit from the city. This is the nature of the killer who would end up going there and would be able to live. If he kills him by accident and he's not the kind of person that he hated him uh, the previous days. <coughs> For example, if he were to go with his friend into the forest to cut to cut wood, and he strikes his hand with the with the axe to cut the tree, but then the 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 metal piece that is on the tip of the axe, that is the, the sharp part of the axe, slips off the wooden handle, and it finds his friend and, and hits his friend and he dies. That's the kind of person who can go into one of these cities. And he has to, we have to have cities for a guy like this, lest, lest the person who is a, a member of the family of the, the, the deceased, of the one who was killed, will run after this guy who did not obviously uh, kill on purpose, but he will, out of, out of just uh, the intense emotion that he feels because of the death, he will run after his friend, after, after this man. And if there is no city of refuge, it's going to be such a far run for him that he's going to catch him and then he's going to kill him. And then all of a sudden, now you have this person who killed by accident is going to be killed when he does not deserve to be. And then you'll have much bloodshed in Israel. And that's what we're trying to avoid. And that's why I'm telling you to separate three cities for yourselves. And whenever God gives you the extra land in Israel proper, when you keep all the mitzvot and the God allows you to increase your territory, you will add these three cities on top of the three cities that we already have on the eastern side of the Jordan River. And thereby, And therefore, you will not have any more innocent blood spilled in your land that God is giving you as, an, as a portion, and you will no longer have blood on you. But, now the Torah says, if a person were to kill with intent, but if a person hated his friend, and and he he ambushes him and he comes upon him and he kills him. And he runs to one of these cities. Then the people of the city, the elders, the court is allowed to send for him and they can put him to death uh, by means of the person who is the the avenger of the blood of the of the one who was killed. And. <coughs> You shall not have mercy on the man. You should get rid of the. You should get rid of the innocent blood from Israel, and it will be good for you. Meaning, the person who killed and shed innocent blood by getting rid of him, you are essentially cleaning the country of the innocent blood. 
and you shall not have any mercy on him, meaning if he were to come to you and ask to pay you off in order to spare his life, obviously you cannot do that. Okay, so that's that portion. Now the next portion of the Torah, again, I'm not exactly sure how all of these connect, but these are all um, halachot or mitzvot that are relevant to Israel as they come into the land. The next one is, Lo Do not trespass or remove the neighbor's landmark that the earlier ones had established. In the land that you will inherit, that God is giving you as an inheritance. Meaning, let's say you and your friend have each have an acre of land and there's a fence in between. Do not move the fence over into his territory a few feet, thereby adding a few feet to your land. That would be uh, violating this halakha in which you're moving the, the boundary that was set from earlier times, meaning the boundary that was set as being part of the divisions, the proper divisions of the land, by moving those boundaries, you're, you're stealing land, and that is inappropriate, so you're not allowed to do that. You cannot have one witness 